Hey guys, welcome to Ruin Hammer episode. What is it? Episode twelve. Um, episode twelve. Episode twelve. Our, hey uh, mate, how's it going? Good mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm doing awesome. That's good, bro. Yeah. That's good. Even better after that fantastic performance on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it was a good uh, a good result. We'll get into that very very soon. Um, sure will. Say hello. Sean James says good evening. Katana, my daughter, is on. Hello, darling. How are you? Hello, hello. Um, good chat last night with uh, Peter Hiku. Wasn't it a great chat? It's always a great chat with any of the players and just to find out a bit about their journey and um, especially him, started off at the Warriors, went away, played for a few different clubs, made his way back to the club. Bit of a prodigal son. but Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It is. It's always good to get these these guests on. Um, we're very appreciative of of them and and the whole Warriors organisation uh, for making themselves available to us. Uh, mm, absolutely. Yeah. We're very very lucky, and we're very happy to be able to share that with our um our followers and um and the people that like our page. Which brings me to another point. Um, yes. Yeah. We've hit the magical one thousand uh, likes on Facebook. So fantastic. Awesome. Yep. That's a big one for us, mate. Uh, over a thousand likes um, and over 1100 followers. So thank you to everyone who continually follows us, likes us, supports us. And um, yeah, it's uh, absolutely guys. Massive. Thank you. Yet We can't do it without you. And as we always say, it's a show of a couple of fans for all you guys out there, the fans. Exactly. So right, we're, we're wrapped that um, we're putting something out there that people are into. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, round five, mate. You flew down for that? For that I game? did. Yeah, yeah. Round, round six, six. Sorry. Six. Round six. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, we don't want to remember round five. No. We want to move on from that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Round six. So, yeah, I, I was pumped to come down to this game. I'd always wanted to go out to, well, I still call it Cogra, uh, the next for Jubilee Stadium. I remember when I first got into footy, uh, watching the Dragons um, on TV and thinking that looks like a great place to watch footy. Couldn't yep. have been a better afternoon for a game of footy. Could it? The conditions were absolutely perfect. Yeah. Mate, yeah. Um, perfect, great, perfect weather for footy. Yeah, great suburban stadium as well. That's that's um, that's probably the first suburban stadium I've been to. If, if you can't win stadium as, as one, I suppose you do. But um, yep. yeah, it was just, you know, it, it's great to go to go there and experience that because obviously up here in Brisbane, we've got Suncorp and you've got the Gold Coast, which is more of a, you know, a larger sort of stadium yeah. atmosphere, but yeah, awesome uh, conditions for footy. Yeah, uh, just say hello to Malcolm Earnshaw, Ricky Day, Matty Loader's joining us, and hey, the 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 elusive Josh Gage is tuned in tonight. Hey, Josh, Josh. how are you, brother? Um, hey, Josh, I'm hoping that all is going well with you, bro. Um, mm. Josh is going through another. Uh, medical procedure this week so uh probably catching us from from the hospital oh you finally got the wi-fi on at the farm <laughs> so hopefully we haven't watched a full show yeah so um my thoughts are with you bro uh yes, and like i said Josh, yeah. send me a message and uh if you're still in there on um on friday i'll come see you bro um but great to have you tuning in and joining us um how was the crowd could hear them dragons fans clear through the tv yeah crowd was um it was probably about 12,000, I think they said, mm. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. 12,200 12, or something. And yeah. 12,000 of them would have been Dragon supporters. Up easily. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were we were seated front row of the Warriors supporters bay, which was like the south 
northeast corner behind the yep. goalposts. A small but loyal band of supporters um, amongst that 12,000 strong crowd. Um, and a massive shout out to both um, uh, Glenn Harris and Cameron George, who, who yes. made the long trek over from the dressing rooms did, yeah. um, to catch up with us for a quick chat before the game, uh, again at halftime and then after the game as well. So Always uh, great to see those guys. Yeah, it, was, it is, mate. Yeah, yeah. They've, um, get, they give us a lot of support and, um, and uh, yeah, a lot of validation for what we're doing through our platform uh, for the Warriors. So, mm. yeah, um, yeah, it was good. It, it was a good, good afternoon of footy. Um, what did uh, what did you make of the game, mate? Yourself? Yes. Well, I just it was one of those games where you I, you didn't know what to expect. So obviously the, the disappointment of um, of last week was like fresh in your mind, but you know we're just one of those teams that seems to surprise everyone. Um. Brownie, Brownie had made some changes to the team uh, yeah. that was originally named. So we saw that Hiku was named on a wing. Uh, so JTB was on the extended bench and we kind of suspected that JTB was going to come into the side. So JTB and Evans started as props. Yep. And uh, uh, Ben Murdoch-Masilla also brought into the starting side to uh, to take on the uh, the big Dragons forward pack. And, and they were a big pack as they were warming up right in front of us. Mate, they, they warmed up <laughs> in front of us. The, the size of Paul Vaughan is massive. <laughs> exactly. but, but no disrespect to Michaeli Ravalawa, but he is like a silverback gorilla. He is enormous, isn't he? I, he was abs... I couldn't... Like, sometimes when you see the guys on TV and then you see them in real life, there's yep. a, bit of a bit of a difference there. But honestly, he is bigger, thicker... Stronger, musclier, yeah. all of those words. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, how's this guy's playing on the wing as I well? Second, oh geez, we've got to look out for him. <laughs> um, as expected, uh, in the game, the the initial sets were pretty even, um, with neither side really getting much momentum or ascendancy. Uh, in the early sets, we had both Roger and Pompey uh, were finding space on on the edges, mm. and they looked probably the most likely for points early in the in the game. And unfortunately, we lost Pat Hiku yes. um, early in the game with a dislocated shoulder attempting a tackle on Tarek Sims. And um, that brought Paul Turner into the contest very early, which I was excited about because, you know, we've all been calling for Paulie to get a bit of an opportunity. Mm. So this was the game that he got to play, you know, effectively 75 minutes of an 80-minute game to, to push his case forward for uh, regular selection. Yeah, well, actually, it was the Dragons that were the first to score, and it was literally right in front of us, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Cody Ramsey went over in the corner, like directly in front of us, um, on the back of a set restart so, yep. and a penalty, which um, marched them up the field. And Josh Curran, who had a great game. Yeah, um, Yeah, very impressed with Joshy Curran. He earned a penalty, and we got a quick tap. And then from there, uh, we got up into the, the red zone and Tohu Harris uh, scores with a hit and spin from um, from Egan from dummy half and Cody bangs it over. So we take go out to a 6-4 lead from there. So it was a good reply. It was. Um, and yeah, good point on Josh Curran. I thought Josh Curran mm. uh, was fantastic. Uh, made a lot of meters, got through a lot of work, uh, really um, took the opportunity that he was given to start with both hands and... and um, yeah, he, he was a machine for us out there. Um, yeah, yeah. Just that from, yeah. workhorse, workhorse. Yeah, yeah just busy. Um, yeah, as you said, you know, we led 6-4. From that kickoff, uh, we get a penalty. 
because um, that was one where Roger kept the ball in where he was almost going out. Yeah, that's back right. Evans, and then the next play, the ball, JTB spills it, but the Dragons get done for being uh, inside the 10. Yeah, that's um, right. They're up real quick there. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we got the penalty, um, and we go the full length of the field, and then Cody puts a, a nice little grubber through. Dufty fails to ground the ball, and Paul Turner races through to score. Now, we, we discussed that. Yes, it went we up on the, the board a, a fair bit, and after seeing the try that was awarded to George uh, Tom Burgess. Tom Burgess, and, yeah, you were wondering, eh? Hey. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, oh, you know, which way are they going to go here? Are they going to say Dufty grounded it? Did he not? They looked at it a lot, didn't they? It was one of those ones where you get nervous. You're like, geez, can you guys stop looking at this now? Yeah, they because did. Because you, you, you kind of got to reverse the scenario and then say, well, if this was up the other end and it, he was going for a try, would that be allowed? And yeah. it, there really wasn't much in it from the Burgess one, eh? It was, no, like, no um, after, after seeing the Burgess one, I actually thought Dufty had more pressure grounding <laughs> that ball in the end goal before Turner. So if it had oh. been overturned, I wouldn't have been surprised. would have been disappointed. But I would have been surprised. So, yeah, well, I mean, it would have at least been some consistency there. Yeah. I, I guess. So. Lucky for yeah. us, um, the refereeing gods were on our side, uh, <laughs> and Cody converts, and we go out to a twelve-four lead. And then the next ten minutes are pretty much an arm wrestle uh, with both teams going set for set. Uh, and then uh, the bloke that we mentioned before, <laughs> the big unit on the wing for the Dragons. Uh, I just had this feeling he was going to get a try against us. And yeah, sure enough, he muscled his way over. He was basically, he was essentially one-on-one with Ken, but I mean, he scored that pretty easy, didn't he? He didn't have a lot of room to, to no, move. No, he had no room yeah. to move. No, yeah. but he, he, he got in there and like, you can't, you can't blame Ken. Look at the block. Bloke's an absolute specimen. That's uh, <laughs> but, uh <laughs> Johnny, uh, not Johnny Lomax. I've, I've wound the clock back about 25 years here, haven't I? John Lomax kicking goals. Zach Lomax. <laughs> Zach Lomax missed the conversion and the Warriors, um, well, we, we took the 12-8 lead into halftime. Yep. And the man the man we mentioned before, Josh Curran, um, was highlighted by, by his efforts. Like, he's a real workhorse and he was involved in everything, attack and defence there. Yeah, he was first um, first game for the season as well. So yeah, yeah, he had a he had a fantastic solid first half. Uh, Roger again was very solid. Pompey we we mentioned before. Um, at halftime, you and I discussed the strong defence mm. and the hundred percent completion rate that we had at that stage in the game, which was uh, pretty surprising. I think we'd done twenty one or twenty one sets, uh, which mm. no one really acknowledged at that point in the game. No, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't a feature at that point. No, no. But we were pretty we were pretty confident that you know. Um, if we continue to control the ball uh, and and defend the way we had, that the boys could go on with it. Yeah, um, yeah. We started all guns blazing second half. Uh, about you know two or three minutes in, RTS splits the defence, puts through a grubber kick, and Wade Egan wins the race to the ball, but but grounds the ball on a dead ball line. Mm, so yeah, it wasn't it was, much in it. Yeah, nah, just a, a near miss, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just a just. Probably a bit too much ball on the chalk there, unfortunately. Yep. But so the Dragons go close not long after that. So McCulloch uh, tried to burrow under. And I think we're a bit concerned about that because when everyone got off him, the ball was actually on the line, wasn't it? Yeah, that's but what when I was you, but yeah. Obviously, when you watch the replay, he'd been held up for, for the, the majority of that, yeah. that movement anyway. So it wasn't, wasn't anything to worry about. And two tackles later... They uh, they were denied that try where um, Ramsey went up and, and tried to bat it back 
to uh, to Jack Bird. Yep. And it was, I mean, we, we were sitting in the opposite corner and we're going, that's gone forward. Yeah. It's like you can see it's gone forward. Yep. And they decided to use their captain's challenge. They had a bizarre captain's challenge in the first half as well. Yeah, they did. That, that weird, weird one. And we'd assumed that they'd used it, but they, they still had a captain's challenge up their sleeve, evidently, and they challenged that. And they took a lot of looks at it again, which makes you nervous. Yep. But eventually common sense prevailed and they they ruled that that was a knock-on in the air by Ramsey, so no try. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're usually not uh, on the positive end of those challenges, no. all those 50-50 calls. So, yeah, that that was a good result for us. That proved that the the bunker gods were shining down on us that day. Got to um, find some solid evidence to not give us a try. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. Um, we go close up the other end uh, with yeah. a little chip and chase from Montoya. Uh, and he and he forces um, uh, the dropout, and then the dragons show us zero respect and go for that short dropout, which they get, uh, which they get. Yeah. Sorry, and and that kind of shifts the momentum again in their favour, and they work their way downfield. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, and then the tw- the, the the last twenty minutes, it just got into that arm wrestle stage, so the momentum kept shifting. Is it was, yeah, it's like you're thinking something's got to give here. There's, there's going to have to be a big play. Yep. Uh, so the Dragons get a try um, through a Matt uh, Matt Dufty chasing through that kick in the Angola, the Adam Clune grubber, and he, yep. he grounds it just inside the, the ball line. And that that was that's, this is with about 20 minutes to go. But you still thought, thought that we were a chance. It was one of those games where we played really well and defended really well, and they got the try. It was from a kick. Yep. Um, and Zach Lomax converts to try this time, not Johnny Lomax. Dragons lead 14-12. Yep. But as I, as I said, the boys, to to our credit, we stuck in there and we didn't give up and we we, we didn't drop. There was no head dropping like has happened no. at times in the past. And no. we, we stay in the contest, which was a really encouraging sign. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a great sign. Um, we go up the other end of the field. I think Cody puts a little kick in. Uh, it's fielded by Zach Lomax. Uh, Josh... Uh, Curran forces a goal line dropout. Mm. Um, he was the only one chasing through the kick. Uh, gets Lomax, puts him in the end goal. Um, Dragons go for another short dropout, uh, which backfires on them. Yep. Um, they don't get it. And two tackles later, RTS uh, shrugs off a, a Jack Bird attempted tackle and scores on that right edge. Crowd goes wild. <laughs> Crowd goes nuts, yeah. 100th <laughs> match for RTS. Yep. And he yep. And Cody converts and we're back in the lead 18-14 and I think it was about 12 minutes to go then and you know Warriors supporters we all know that I do not like four point leads <laughs> I've never liked them and I could I ne- yeah something about four and ten point leads for me you just, yep. you just can't rely on them no so obviously a, a very nervous final 12 minutes coming up and, and yeah it's, it's kind of like nightmare zone the, the Bermuda Triangle for us fans um then we get a penalty about 10 metres, 10, um, with about 10 minutes to go, about yep. 30, 35 metres out. Yeah, yeah. Just just off centre. And we're sort of, immediately, we all put our fingers up, didn't we? We were all just like, yeah, yeah two. Got to take it two. Put it out to a six-point league. Yeah, that dreaded four-point territory. Um, and, I mean, I think one thing I did say to you is Cody doesn't normally have a particularly long kicking game, but no. uh, thankfully he stepped up and um, knocked that one over. So gave us a little bit of breathing space there at 20 points to 14. But yeah, final 10 minutes, uh, 
was just one of those just classic Warriors stuff, wasn't it? I mean, there there wasn't there wasn't too much sort of um, heart attack, brain explosion stuff, but still, it was a ten minute period that we knew we were all going to be sitting on the edge of our seats. So. And that's it. It was just the, the that ten minute period where we knew um, that. I mean, we've been there so many times before, um, <laughs> just hoping that the boys can hang on and hang on. They did. Um, the dragons threw everything at us, but our boys held tough with great defense. And personally, I think it was probably one of our best wins on the back of a near perfect completion rate and solid mm. defense. Uh, it'll go down as definitely one of the most memorable wins, uh, I've witnessed for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, considering the circumstances, the personnel we had out, it was yep. Rogers' 100th game for the Warriors. Yeah, there's a lot to remember about that. Yeah. Um, I wish I had gone for that field goal right in front. Yeah, I, I kind of – I thought they were setting up for one, but I, mm. I think the Dragons' defence was just really on to what was going on uh, and rushed our boys a little bit. And There's also noted- the risk of if you miss it, yep. yeah, the seven tackle set. Yeah. Um, so – yeah, as you said, we're not known for our field goal prowess. So, no. Yeah. No, definitely not. Um, some good game stats out of it, though. Mm. Uh, we had 53%, uh, 53% possession. The completion rate they were claiming was uh, 100%, 41 from 41, but um, the NRL stats have brought it back down to 98%, uh, 40 from 41. Uh, they're claiming that the, the dropout that the dragons kicked that we didn't regather and they regathered is a, is classed as a, um, a incomplete set. Oh, so seriously. That's that, <laughs> that is the incomplete set uh, where we actually didn't even touch the ball. They kicked it and they regathered and got another set of six. So a- anything they can do to take a bit of the gloss off, eh? Can't have um, the team from New Zealand with a sponsor of Vodafone and the Telstra premiership being the, uh, the yardstick of uh, defensive um, prowess. So seriously, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, some good seven seventeen hundred and sixty run meters. Six hundred twenty-seven of them were post-contact. Mm. Um, four line breaks, forty-one tackle breaks, uh, three hundred seventy-two tackles, twenty-six missed tackles, which works out to be like a ninety-one point two percent effective tackles, uh, and only four errors. So uh, really good performance all round. Uh, a couple mm. of players, two players over 200 metres. Uh, RTS, 265 and Ken with 239. Two, 200 uh, metres, I think, is RTS's new benchmark. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it seems every, every game is well, well over 200. So yep. it's, it, it, there's a game where he only runs 100 metres, only runs 100 metres. You're yeah. sort of like, oh, geez, what's he doing? <laughs> um, Montoya with 164. Mm. Pompey, 155. Curran, 142. Uh, Harris 121, Jazz 112, and then Curran tops the tackle count with 50, Harris 42, Egan 38, and Tavunga 36. So, um, yeah, Josh Curran would, would easily have been man of the match in any other team, but what yeah. the feats of RTS on that day uh, were just ridiculous. And, um, yeah, he, he got our man of the match on his 100th game. And congratulations to him for his 100th game. Yeah, um, that's a fantastic effort. Yeah. Yeah. Paulie, Paulie says, am I the only one who likes the idea of merch at centre? Mate, we'll, we'll talk about merch at centre a bit later. Yeah, we'll get to the team list. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the team list. Um, because I do have some some good oil on on merch in the centres. Mm. And Dean Collett, we'll talk about Hayes Perham a little bit later too when we talk about yep. Warriors news. 
Um, game outcomes. We had uh, we we found out Paul Turner injured his shoulder. Yeah, in that, that, game. that was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think I, I heard Phil Gould on. I think it was Phil Gould on Twitter said he had to have a uh, injection at half time to to play on. So very unassuming man, wasn't he? When yes. we, we spoke to him outside afterwards. Yeah, that, that, that was a real real surprise to me. So, yeah, great effort from him to play through most of that game. Yeah, he got needled at halftime, they're telling us. Um, mm. Petahiku, as we heard last night, dislocated yeah, unlucky uh, for that. Yeah. shoulder. Mm. So, at this stage, four to six weeks, I think he, he needs to get some more, excuse me, diagnosis on that. Mm. And um, Adam Pompey stole um, Chanel Harris's Harris DeVita's uh, moon boot. <laughs> uh, put that on after the game. He, he said that, wasn't it? It was literally yeah. the same boot. Yeah. Yeah, no, that happened late in the game as well. That happened yep. within the final 10. And um, it was actually, it actually stopped a bit of momentum, wasn't it? Because we were, we just recovered the ball from mistake and he was, he was the guy up the other end of the field. And, <laughs> Remember, because yeah. that was right kind of only about 20 metres away from where we were sitting and Roger started. Roger's going, like, what's going on? Why are you still <laughs> playing? Goes, it's like your trainer asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but but like Pompey looked dangerous all game he, he's very he's he's got a bit as we've said about it before he's got a bit of that casual Krisner Ninu type sort of um the way he runs the ball back about him but yeah. he, he breaks tackles he he was breaking tackles at will and he, he looked dangerous so he's going to be a massive loss for us yeah he is um yeah he's going to be as well a, as Pat of course loss. yeah um, yeah Pat you and Aitken, we're, we're, mm. we're um, yeah, we're certainly uh, going through our centres. Yeah, aren't we? Um, yeah, so we wish those guys all a, a speedy recovery. Hope they get back on the field real quick. Absolutely. Get well soon, guys. Yeah. Well, there was a few other games played in round six. Was there? Yeah. I know. I know. They're sort of like in the background compared to our, our game. But, um, yeah, okay. Oh, well, tell me. Pale in comparison, but... Um, Thursday night, we had the Broncos up against the, the red-hot Penrith Panthers up there at Suncorp. Yep. I want to say, as much as we bag out the Broncos, that was a much-improved performance from them. They looked they looked much better. They were right in it, right in the game till right up at the end, and there was just a little bit – Penrith had just a little bit too much class there. Cleary uh, – Penrith just knew how to win the game, and Cleary iced it at the end there. Kicked another two-point field goal yep. to break the 12-all deadlock and then scored a, a try at the end there. So – I mean, yeah, there's encouraging signs there for the Broncos and for Kevy Walters. Just needs to learn how to do his maths a bit better with his... I actually thought that um, if the Broncos had to play to anyone apart from, say, Penrith yeah. or, or uh, the Storm, that they, they might have come off with a win. Um, yeah, they were, very, they were very committed, very committed performers playing for each other. Corey Matt Lodge had, had a game. really strong mm. game up front for him and Payne Haas and Tavita Pangai Jr. had a really strong game and uh, it was good to see Dearden and Croft work quite well together too. I think um, I think the MILF's going to be in reserve grade uh, for, for a, a few more weeks while. at least. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think so. If, the, if these guys continue on that form, it's not looking good for old MILF. No. Um, yeah. The Friday night game, the first Friday night game, the Sharks and the Knights. Knights 26, Sharks 22. Um, I think, again, I think the Sharks were really gallant. Um and, and fell just short again. Uh, Kalen Ponga is a freak. Uh, two yeah, tries, two try assists, and yeah. and the two try assists were were magical. And he was he was um, it's unreal. He was spewing up for most of that second half <laughs> with some stomach bug. Um, Blake of... Green showed his his um, worth to the team. He kicked a nice 40-20. Uh, 
Why did we let him go? Why did we let him go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, look, it was one of those games where the Sharks were probably they led by, with about ten minutes to go, less than ten minutes to go. But I mean, just the class of Ponga. Yeah, I uh, got the Knights home in the end, but th- they played quite well. And I mean, how much of it is you know the new coach? You know, you know the old cliche: you get a new coach and you win the first week. I think that's kind of gone out the window a little bit. Yep. But um, they they, they played quite well, but yeah, it was just the, the class of of KP there that got them yep. home. Absolutely. Then we had then we had an absolute blockbuster after that. The game we were all looking forward to: Storm twenty over the Roosters four. We had a trialless first half, but it was high quality footy as well. It wasn't. It wasn't like a Broncos Bulldogs trialless uh, first half. It was no. you know, plenty of opportunities and some great defense. Um, and the Storm did what the Storm do, and they just ground ground out the Roosters. Roosters were a little bit undermanned as well, must yep. be said. But um, they did lose um, JWH and, mm. and TKO in that game as well. So yeah, two big boppers in their rotation. Yeah, and I mean they they had they had their opportunities as well, but the storm were just too good. Harry Grant was outstanding. Yep. Um, again, you know, another good game from Pappenhausen. Brandon Smith was good as well. Uh, they're looking very formidable. And Roosters uh, saved saved a bit of face with a try right on full time to Madikavalu. But yeah, it was the Storm's night, and they kind of flexed their muscles a bit there. I think. Yep. Yeah, they did. Mm. Um, then we had uh, Saturday. First game on Saturday was the Red Hot Titans facing the uh, diabolical Manly Sea Eagles. And uh, that was a game that was taken to Mudgee. And, yep. um, wow, didn't uh, didn't Manly turn it on? Uh, you know, they, 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 they talk about the, the presence of Tom Turbo and Manly's win percentage whenever he plays. But, my God, um, the guy had... Uh, an awesome game, first game back. Uh, tested out his hamstring a couple of times. He did. Um, yeah. Uh, Jason Saab, uh, two tries. And two successful captain's challenges uh, from a winger, which is unheard <laughs> of. Right. He did too. <laughs> Normally they're banned, aren't they? Yeah. What, what do we say? Wingers and props. No Wingers captain's challenges rolling. for yep. you boys. But yep. yeah, yeah, no, he, he got two. It was just, I think it was just Manly's day. Yeah. Um, Isn't it amazing the impact of off Turbo but when he gets I, I in there? The big one there is keeping the Titans to zero. Yeah, uh, with all Manly, their attacking. Manly have been leaking points left, right and centre this year and and to keep the Titans. And the Titans have a pretty potent attacking um, arsenal. Uh, they sure know, do, yeah. With yeah, just, AJ Brimson yeah. and Corey Thompson, uh, David Fafita. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a great win by Manly. A really, really good win. Yeah, I think someone must have played them into form or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder who could have done that. I don't know who would have done that. <laughs> Another great, another. Speaking of speaking of interesting matches, you never you won't get a more bizarre match than the Souths versus Tigers on the middle game on Saturday. No, so oh. again, again, the Tigers came out and they played really well. They and they actually led for most of that game. They put pressure on the Rabbitohs, and they they got out to a six point lead with about yes yeah, about fifteen minutes to go. Uh, got they got it back to was it 14 12 and then yep. Reynolds again stepped up and absolutely slotted another two point field goal like yep. effortlessly. Yep. The way he just he absolutely nailed it. Um, and then there was an insane last five minutes in that match. It yeah, went to Golden um, Point 14 yeah, all. 
They had Tommy Talao got sin binned. Um, yeah. And then Reynolds missed the penalty goal. Yeah, like um, you would expect him to kick that, you know, probably like nine and a half times out of ten. Yeah. For a kicker of his quality, he missed he missed the sitter of her field goal as well. Yep. That's right, he did too. And yeah. then and then the bizarre <laughs> sight that unfolded, as we mentioned before, big Tom Burgess breaking through the line. And I mean, we were watching it together. We both said he's dropped that. Yeah. Because the way the ball, because you didn't you didn't get a front on view of it. So the, the, the goalposts were obscuring it and the ball just popped out the back like he dropped it. And the and the South South boys were carrying on like they've won. And Luke Brooks picks it up and runs a hundred meters, puts it down up the other end, and the referee runs up and points to the spot. I've never I've never seen that before. I don't think anyone's seen that before. So so what we had was the video referee checking on what had been awarded a Tigers try. But in order for it to be a Tigers try, they had to go back and look at the, the first South try. And yep. basically all Tom Burgess had to do was ground it. And that was game over. And they ruled that he had, but I mean, they looked at it quite a bit. But they looked at it. And I think, uh, Madge McGuire knew. Madge, yeah. Madge was resigned to his fate. You, yeah. Oh, mate, that was painful to watch. But you know what? Smart play by Luke Brooks. Um, it was. You played to the whistle. That's what. Yep. That's one of the first things they tell you, isn't it? And, yep. like, if there was a tiny bit less pressure, I'm not even going to say pressure because I don't think there was even much downward pressure on that. But then Tigers win that. So it's a very fine line between victory and defeat there. But, but yeah. great game of footy. And, uh, yeah, it was hard to hard to watch that with our mate, the one. It was. He went through another range of. Oh yeah. Um, we yeah. could relate to it though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and then we we had the uh, Parramatta versus the Raiders. Um, Parramatta thirty five, the Raiders ten. Um, Parramatta were just yeah uh, clinical in in they were, yeah. how they play. Uh, Nick McCurch has just written. I've been really impressed with the tele- intelligence of the halves this round. Uh, in the Parramatta-Canberra game, as soon as Parramatta broke through the defensive line and faced the fullback and the wingers of Canberra's defence, they were fantastic at engineering a solution to get to the try line with the high speed of the match itself. It's hard to explain, but as an attacking player, you don't have a lot of time to think, and it was just mm. really smart stuff. And you're right, it was. Yeah, um, they took the right option every time. Yeah, yeah uh, they're very dangerous on their those edges. And um, why did we let him go, Isaiah Papali? <laughs> <laughs> scoring two tries in a position that would have been where Ryan Madison plays. And with Papali coming into that side, um, they're not losing anything by not having Madison on the field. Papali, no, he, definitely not. He's, he's taken his opportunities. He looks like he's, he's trimmed down a little mm. bit. Um, you know, at the Warriors, he was, he was playing more in the middle of the park, uh, carrying a little bit more weight. Um, he's trimmed down to be an edge back row at Parramatta and he's really reaping the reward, rewards and, um, yeah, good on him. Yeah, it's great to see. Yeah. It's absolutely great to see. Um, you know, uh, Parramatta, 21-0 that second half against the Raiders. And, you know, Ricky obviously had a dummy spit afterwards. And, uh, <laughs> he sure did. It's not like him, though. His team, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then there was our game, the first game on the Sunday we should talked about. Then we had the match of the day, yep. the Cowboys versus the Bulldogs up there in Townsville. And you're thinking, oh, geez, what's going to happen here? Very scrappy game. Um, Cowboys, I think, looked in control for the most part. Our mate uh, Jack Hetherington uh, did what he tends to do, yep. and he got sent off, and he's going to be sitting out five matches for that. I think it was 
think that was a suspension handed down to him. I think it was on Q2. I think it's every six matches he gets a suspension. <laughs> he's played about, I think they said he's only played about 20 games or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, look. obviously we've all got a bit of a soft spot for him. And actually, as I was, as I was about to board my flight back to Brisbane, um, the plane that had arrived was from Townsville and the Bulldogs players were coming off. And uh, Big Jack looked over and saw me in my Warriors kit and gave me a bit of a nod. So that was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Second win of the season for the Cowboys. We're obviously really stoked for Toddy Payton. Uh, good, a good mate of the show. And yeah, he um, wasn't happy though. Yeah. He was, he was disappointed in his post-match press conference. He was a bit disappointed. And he said, which I found interesting that he said his players are getting bored when they're, uh, when they're winning or when they're in front or something like that. I'm yeah. That was, that was an interesting comment. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I think, I think maybe what he's what he's referring to is that the Bulldogs were still in the game despite being a man down. They got it back. They got it back to within six points with not long on the clock, and they almost scored again, only to have it um, disallowed. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, that's this is probably a bit of a concern there, as well as last week's game where they they sort of uh, the second half was not great from them, and they got outscored. Heathering like stays on the field. Do you think the Bulldogs win that game? Oh no, it's interesting. Um, they they. They looked like they had a. They looked like they had a few more points in them, which is which is not like them. Yeah, um, but yeah, but I don't know. I guess we'll never. You look yeah. at who their, who their opposition was too. You know, like yeah, I guess it's yeah, bottom of the table clash there. Yeah. But where do the Bulldogs go from here? Is the question you got to ask. Well, um, Trent well, Barrett's got a lot of headaches there. Luckily for the Bulldogs, they can't get any worse. <laughs> really, <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> Um, they can only get better. And I, I'm not sure who they play this week, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be another, t- another tough test for them. <laughs> Poor Bulldogs. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the round. Um, we should probably do the ladder. I don't know what it is. I, haven't looked I know that it. we're in eighth. Spot. We're in eighth. So that's all that matters. So, yep. Yeah. Um, that's all that really matters now is uh, we've knocked Newcastle and Canberra out of the eight. Yeah. We just got to stay there. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. Um, big test this week. Massive test. It doesn't get any bigger. It doesn't get any tougher. Yeah. Um, the set of six this week. A couple of discussion points that we want to discuss. Uh, feel free to join the conversation. Um, Joe Harris says, thoughts on Radley being granted able to play from the judiciary and Latrell having to sit out the Anzac clash? Could it be an old Uncle Nick power play? Are you, are you I, suggesting a brown paper bag there, Jay? <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit confused around uh, what constitutes a a uh, the the punishment's going to be sitting on the sideline, or the punishment's going to be a fine. Now, mm. um, I, I know Latrell had three things that he was sent to the judiciary for. Two were fine related and one was not and mm. um the one that it was not fine related is which was the elbow to nofaluma yeah was the one that he got suspended for um i don't know if if three matches was the right call i have seen i've seen a lot worse that were i i, I don't think latrell's was um deliberate latrell wasn't looking at um Nofaluma when he was going through the air, yeah, he did cock his elbow. Mm. He didn't. He wasn't really looking. It wasn't like it was a, a intentional elbow. Yeah. You can't not like the intent. Yeah. yeah, not like the elbow that. Um, uh, oh, Kafusi. At least Kafusi. Yeah. yeah. Madison, he was so yeah. Um, 
I think, yeah, I think Latrell's a little bit hard done by um, to be sitting on the sideline for as long as he's going to. Mm. He had loading. That's why it's four weeks. Okay, thanks, Brad. Uh, appreciate okay, that. Cool. Um, same with that's the same with um, Hetherington. That's why he got five weeks. He had so much loading. Yeah. Um, that's that's, that's going to be his problem, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so Set of six. Yeah. First thing we want to talk about is player moves, um, and we're we're talking about whether it be uh, guys that um, announce at the beginning of the season that they're moving on to another club next season um, or uh, similar situations to what we've had this week where Chet mm. Townsend's come out seven weeks into the comp and announced that he has signed with the Cowboys and will be leaving the Sharks at the end of the year. Um, add to that, you can add to that the all the speculation about uh, uh, Adam Reynolds, Adam Reynolds yeah. and Luke Brooks that they're every, uh, the constant speculation about them. And you can throw Anthony Milford into that too, mm. where it's not him, but, you know, the outside noise of, oh, you know, Milford's off contract, don't re-sign mm. him, that kind of club, thing. Club saying that they're probably not going to offer him a deal and this kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Does it, does it affect the clubs or, or the players themselves or their teammates around them um, when that happens? I know, I know it's a business now, but um, I know for a fact that if I was changing jobs... And, um, mm. you know, I wouldn't want to be hanging around my job for the next eight months before I start my new job. Uh, and I wouldn't want to be telling everyone at my job that I was changing yeah. jobs, you know? So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing with that. It's got to be in the back of your mind, hasn't it? It's got to, it's got to play some sort of a, of a there's got to be some sort of a factor there. And yeah, I'm wondering. Even though, yeah, they're professional and they say that it isn't, they can block it out, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering... Um, do I feel Milford could fit in down at Cronulla? I, th- I think Milford, Milford could fit in at a couple of clubs, but Milford mm. needs a halfback to run the side. Milford, Milford he needs, needs a steady hand. Yeah, he needs a, a, a Adam Reynolds who's going to direct the play, or a, dare I say, it, a Blake Green who's you know going to direct play around the field. Mm. Milford's not the guy to do that, and that's what Brisbane have had to tr- had him trying to do, mm. and it's not in his game. Milford plays. The same way Sean Johnson played when he was with us. Yeah. Uh, the same way Cody Walker plays at South. Off the cuff. Off the um, cuff. Yeah, uh, you know. Instinctive, so- more mm. of an eyes-up footballer. Um, doesn't play to structure. Mm. Um, Broken and, field is his yeah. friend. You know, he loves. He, he relishes that kind of. Yeah. So Mil- play. Milford needs to find a club um, where he's got a halfback uh, like. I'll tell you what, the, the best option for Milford would probably be to end up at the Cowboys with uh, Chad Townsend next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah. that could be a great combination. That would be a good yeah. combination for Milford. He could do what he needs to do. And, um, and he just, I just, I just feel he needs a change of scenery. He's just got to get out of Brisbane. He's had, he's had about three or four pretty lean seasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, the, the Tigers announced yesterday that they've signed Jackson Hastings from next that, year. That is interesting. Yeah, and Luke Brooks has come out and said, I- "I'm not going anywhere." Um, but they said, "But they said they might be getting Hastings to play lock or something like that," which I thought was bizarre. Mate, Manly said they'd bought Kieran Foran to play hooker. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, clubs say a lot of things. I think is they, do. <laughs> they do. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see now that Sean Johnson's back this week. Um, mm. If if his injury plays out well and he and he makes a successful comeback over the next couple of weeks, I wouldn't be uh, surprised to see Townsend released to the Cowboys before the end of the season. Mm. 
a, a lot of the time you do see that when when it gets to that situation where it's like oh well i mean we're kind of not not wasting our time but it's in the best interest of everyone if we just sort of move on, move on. and start planning for the future yep. yeah yeah absolutely um well point uh point number two there in a set of six i guess kind of ties into this but we're, talk- we're talking about recruitment and the difficulties of recruitment I mean, obviously, we know as Warriors fans, we, it's a lot more difficult for us being being based in New Zealand to attract talent than a lot of other clubs. Yep. Canberra used to be the other team that used to struggle, but I think it's, it's amazing the difference winning makes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that kind of thing. But also in terms of recruitment, the difficulty of getting the right players to your club, so not just throwing money at whoever's out there, like throwing large contracts because someone's available but getting the player that's going to make that impact that's going to be able to change things at the club you don't want guys like if you're a struggling club and this is what they were saying on 360 about the bulldogs is that you want to get someone in there that's not just going to fit in with what the bulldogs are already doing but you want someone to come in there and drive change and and the best example i can think of for, for us is when steve price came to the club yeah when pricey came to the club he, he didn't just accept what was going on. He, he brought a new standard. He raised the standards there. And that's why, you know, in, in my opinion, he's one of the greatest ever players to play for our club for what he, what he was able to do with the culture and the drive, the standards there. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. And I mean the, and there's also like the expectation of being able to recruit players is sometimes very high. People like, Oh, why don't we go out and get Brandon Smith? Or why don't we go out and get any of these any of these big names? Oh, we need a fullback. Let's try and get Tedesco. You know, yeah. like it, it, it's it's all got to be it's all got to be within reason, and you got to play work with what you've got. And you know, it's know. it's never as simple as just saying, "All right, we've got money. This guy's off contract. Let's just yeah, sign him." That's, yeah, that's yeah. right. It's it's got to be a fit for the club. It's got to be um, the price that they're asking. Uh, you know. It can't be too much that's going to put our cap under under pressure. I think um, what the club has done, especially this year, um, with our recruitment, has worked out really well. Mm. Uh, we kind of said at the beginning of the year, oh, why have we bought you know this forward and that forward? They're mm. not even going to get a game. But lo and behold, look at the injury toll that we've had. Absolutely, um, yeah, it's been. And we're kind of scraping down the barrel now to you know you know numbers 23, 24 on our list of players and they're coming in and having to do a job and we're lucky that our recruitment was as good as it was. And we picked up some really good players and, and we've got strength in uh, positions now. Um, yeah, God knows we're seeing it in the yeah. centers. Um, you know, we've lost our, our three big strike centers that we've got at the club. Uh, now we're filling in, you know, we've got a, a back rower, playing in the centers this mm. week, albeit he has played centers in his junior years, but um, yeah, the, you're right. The, the recruitment's got to be the right recruitment. Mm. And I kind of, I kind of get tired um, and I, I bite my tongue and I don't say anything on these posts on pages where people automatically just throw out names. Oh, let's go after Stags. Let's go after Ramian. You know, let, let's go mm. after, uh, there was someone today was suggested that we should try and sign Mitch Moses for next year. It's like, you know, like Mitch Moses is already, he's in talks with Parramatta. He doesn't want to leave Parramatta. Parramatta doesn't want him to leave. It's going to be a done deal that he goes there. Um, 
you know, we, we've got to be a little bit more realistic about the players that the club's going to target and how they're going to fit in at our club. Um, and and as, as we said, there's a lot more hurdles to get a player to come to the Warriors than there is for pretty much any other club. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, yeah. I had a good chat. The way it is, yeah. I had a good chat to Cam George about that last year in, mm. in Newcastle. And he was saying the problem that they have with recruitment to the Warriors is A, we haven't, like since 2011, and take 2018 out of the equation, we haven't had a lot of success. Success meaning we haven't made the, the playoffs. Um, and then when most teams come there in winter to play the Warriors, it's it's cold, it's wet, it's mm. windy. Uh, they see Auckland for the 24-hour period that they're there in the cold, wet, windy conditions. And when they're, you know, talk to about coming there, for, you know, to play for good, it's like, fuck that, I'm not going no. to play there. I'd, I'd rather go, you know, to the Gold Coast or, you know, to Broncos, to North Or Coast they'd State. even rather go to Canberra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so the, the actual um, weather conditions in Auckland are not a great selling point. Uh, but what is a good selling point is success. And, and Cameron spoke to us on our show here saying that what the Warriors did last season with, um, you know, sticking it out, showing their toughness, showing how they can come together and band together. The players that we signed to the club uh, in the off season to come here this year, that's what they, they bought in on, into that. Mm. They wanted to be part of that. Um, so although we haven't got the results on the board at the moment, it's the culture that they're building at the club is what the players want to be a part of at the moment. And that will only bring other players to the club eventually. But, you know, we still need to get that winning culture as well. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. like the missing piece. Yeah. Um, Brad says, do you think Murchie will actually play in the centres or will Brown change it up and bring Berry or Walsh in? Uh, we will talk mm. about it in the when we talk about the team naming uh, in a couple of minutes, mate. But I think Murchie will play in the centres, mm, but I would think so too. I think Walsh will be in the 17 somewhere. Um, yeah. Good opportunity um, to blood him, yeah. Yeah. Next point on the set of six is uh, Anzac jerseys. Uh, every year, the Warriors have had an Anzac jersey, and this season, uh, pretty much we're the only club that doesn't have an Anzac, jer- Anzac jersey. Um, it's a bit, of, a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Well, I can only put it down to the fact that uh, the, the contract with Canterbury is Canterbury's. done and dusted. Mm. Um, you know, Canterbury aren't making any more stuff for the Warriors, and so therefore, there's no Anzac jersey. I... Personally, I probably kind of would have preferred them to release an Anzac jersey instead of that um, the jersey you've got hanging behind you, mate. That black one. Yeah. Um, which is there? In, what's that? The Indigenous jersey. That's the Indigenous. Yeah. So this is the Indigenous jersey yeah. for this season. Yeah, to be worn yeah. later on in the year. But yeah, I mean, it it, it is it is a bizarre one because pretty much every other team has released their Anzac jersey now, and we had that great. Anzac jersey, I think it was 2019, the one with the mountain and the poppy fields. Yeah, still, still one of my favourite jerseys that we've released. So yep. memorable, and um, the performance on that night. Although we didn't win, as I said to you last week, that was one of the few games that we'd lost that I, you were genuinely proud of the boys. So yeah. always kind of reminds me of that, of that performance. And yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. But as as you said, with the Canterbury deal up, probably just decided not to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the cost factor. Yeah, as well, the cost factor to yeah. mass produce that as well, yeah. 
Okay, so moving on, the con- concussion controversy. Yeah. Clubs, clubs getting a bit clever at exploiting this free interchange rule, as seen on Friday night with uh, Cameron Munster there as well. Uh, with that interchange scenario there. Yeah, so so what exactly happened there? He he went down. He got hit by Radley, mm. and he went down. Well, he, he yeah. It, it looked it looked as though he'd been Concussed. somewhat knocked out, but yep. apparently he was putting in an early bid for the Oscars. Yep, and um, yeah, he was he was fine. But he was taken so. he was taken off for a HIA, mm. and they got the free interchange where they bought Nelson Asafa Solomona on. Yep. Um. But then he went back on after 24 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So is there not a rule that if you go off for HIA, you have to be off for the 15 minutes? Like what? What? That's well, it can't have been stipulated then. Yeah. You can't. They they've obviously just found a loophole and exploited it. And if any team's going to do it, it's going to be Melbourne, isn't it? Absolutely. So oh, who would have thought they would find some little uh, wormhole like that? But anyway, yeah. So be interesting to see if anything gets cleared up there. Called uh, Uncle Uncle Pete. I'm just reading Nicholas McCurch's oh. longest comment. Next season's Warriors jersey is a basic blue, green, red, and white offering, but with a huge Ruin Hammer logo. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I mean we're not getting into manufacturing no. of, uh, of apparel <laughs> just yet. Not. Anyway, yeah. So so yeah. No, the, with the with the interchange, it'll be interesting to see what what they do with that. See yeah. if that little incident um gets kind of tidied up yeah um like you said though mate if uh, if any team's gonna exploit <laughs> yeah. it it's gonna be melbourne and and we'll be watching for it this week now that's if, right um, yeah with all these teams uh trying the same someone gets hit and it's like oh yeah <laughs> uh it, it goes the other way too is um harry grant got knocked down and he, and he was you could see that he was he was concussed mm. but he didn't have to go off the field and it, and the bulldogs did it a couple of weeks ago where you could see that um, who was it? Lachlan Lewis was, was knocked yeah, out Lachlan Lewis, yeah. and they kept him on there for another set of six before they bought him off. And that, that Canterbury now have got a $20,000 fine that they've got yeah. to pay, uh, for not adhering to the co- concussion protocol. So I'm, this, yeah. I mean, this, this clearly has to, this obviously has to be taken seriously. I mean, look at yep. all the retirements that we've had in recent years, yeah. recent times, even this season, yep. guys haven't been forced into retirement. So, yeah. Uh, be great if you guys had a screen showing moments that you're talking about on field for us who missed those moments. Actually, you know what? That's a great idea. Um, mm. Where I'm not technically advanced to do the share screen thing. I have we no can. Uh, how about we for, maybe for next week for the review show we try and um, find a couple of uh, yeah, clips we'll have, that we we'll can maybe show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be great. It'd mm. be like a proper show. Wow. Um, next point: coaches under pressure. Uh, how much leeway should be given to a new coach at the struggling clubs? Uh, bearing in mind, you know, it is a results-based business, but do these new coaches, uh, you know, Kevin Walters, Nathan Brown, Todd Payton, mm. um, do these Trent guys Barrett, get, yeah. get, you know, the three-year contract that they've signed to build their roster to get the results? Because each of them have pretty much walked in all, all except Brownie. Brownie, you know, obviously had a bit to do with their recruitment yep. at the end of last season. But, you know, Kevy and Toddy Payton, that they've walked into a ready-made um, roster that's not theirs that they've got to try and build. 
Um, so, I mean, do you think, ideally, like if I'm on the board of directors of that club, I give, I know it's results driven, but I give these guys the three years to, yeah, you have to, you know, start, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's unfair. You, you say, okay, here's what you got to work with. Yep. I mean, and obviously, like Toddy Payton's had a terrible, uh, a, a tough start to the year, I should say, and Trent Barrett and these guys. But yeah, it's it's not their roster. So you've got to give them the opportunity to bring players in and start to formulate something, kind of like what Brownie did when he was at the Knights. Yep. I mean, they won like was it at least two consecutive wooden spoons. Yep. And they kind of put uh, a lot of faith in him, and he got and he brought players to the club, and he slowly built them up into into like a top eight contender um, before his time there ended. And I mean, these guys have got three-year contracts and you'd, you'd like to think though, but by by sort of the third season there, they're at least on the cusp of the eight, if not in the eight. Yeah. I know, Nick, it's, I know it's a tough com- competition, but yeah. Nick, Nick says a generous amount of um, leeway has to be given sports results-based mm. business, but basic empathy and understanding uh, must be used. Wins can come late in the season. That's true. But they could have a a great run at the end of this season going into next season where, you know, the combinations start clicking. Um, Paulie asked, is Trent Barrett the 2021 version of (laughs) Seabold? I would say no, because Seabold had a great roster there at the Broncos. He did. He did. He had no excuses. I have no idea. Um, Speaking of Seabold. What's he up to these days, mate? He's firmly entrenched in the uh, Newcastle Knights at the moment. What Um, what do you mean by firmly entrenched? (laughs) Can I tell the story? Yeah, tell the story. Uh, We're up at the Newcastle game when the Warriors played Newcastle. Anthony Seabold's now the assistant coach at Newcastle and he's come down the stairs, um, walk past myself and Carlos and Carlos <laughs> turns around. Hey, Steve. He goes, Hey guys, how are you? And uh, Carlos goes, Oh yes. I see you're firmly entrenched in the new in with the Newcastle Knights and Steve's turns around. Oh, bro. What do you mean? I'm firmly entrenched. <laughs> It's, we we're like, oh, no, 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 we're not, we're not insinuating anything there, mate. Oh, poor old Seabs. That's just a bizarre <laughs> reaction for me. Yeah, it's yeah. obviously a bit... Uh, there is a few, um, there is a few uh, ex... Um, Ex-head coaches. coaches yeah, yeah, head coaches running around as assistants now. you got Seabs at Newcastle. Family uh, trench there, yeah. Mooks at Melbourne. <laughs> um, Ferners at the Bulldogs. Cartwright's up at the Broncos now. Yep. And who did we see on uh, Sunday, mate? <laughs> so former former Canberra, Penrith, and Warriors coach Matty Elliott was walking around on the field looking like the, the mad scientist with his wispy grey hair. Dead set looked like he'd just walked out of a, a home somewhere and just wandered onto the field. He was he was dead set wandering around aimlessly, wasn't he? Just his randomly pointing. His jeans were a size too big. His jacket was a little bit too big. And he's just grabbing like tackle bags and just moving them. And like, does anyone even know he's there? <laughs> the old uh, and carrying on. Yeah, yeah Maddie, Maddie Elliott, the uh, the the man who's quite handy with a PowerPoint presentation, apparently yeah. as well. So Michael, yeah, that was quite funny. Michael Chaker was in a coaching box. Yeah, I remember seeing him. I just can't remember which team it was. No, I can't remember either. Yeah, um, yeah, it was recently, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, if anyone knows, yeah. Uh, not not gruffy enough for a seabold impression. Sorry, mate. Uh, <laughs> sounds like, hey, you're going to sound hey. like your voice is about to break. 
TK's joined us. How are you, TK? Good to see you, brother. Hey, TK. How's it going, mate? <laughs> All right. So, speaking of speaking oh, of the Roosters, the Roosters. Rooster, oh, of course I did. <laughs> how, how can how can they ever recruit someone like that? I don't know. It's beyond me. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of the Dragons and their uh, their uh, charismatic assistant coach, <laughs> their, their their head coach uh, Anthony Griffin and Greg Bird both came out. Uh, Jack Bird, Greg Bird. Oh, I'm having a shocker. Johnny Lomax, Greg Bird. I've, I've wound back the clock here. Jack Bird. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Anthony Griffin and Jack Bird both came out and said that they and admitted that they took us lightly on the weekend, mm. which I thought was a bizarre comment that they both said it. Griffin said it at the press conference. And Bird said it in an interview on the, the NRL rap show, wasn't it? Yep. Um, which I thought was bizarre and, you know, probably a little bit disrespectful as well. Mate, could we say the same thing about Manly the week before? Well, yes. You know? Yes, I, I, think, I think there's an element of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did it um, 2018 as well. I remember... We won those five on the trot. We had the game against the Broncos coming up, and the week after that, we're playing the Dragons, who are also five and zero. Mm. And we dropped that game against the Broncos, and I can remember That's right. at the yeah. time the club saying we kind of looked past the Broncos mm. to the Dragons game, straight to the Dragons. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think I think this competition has again has showed, even though we've said that there's a bit of a divide there, that the, these so, these somewhat struggling teams are improving, and if you're not if you don't turn up on the day ready to play, then you're going to get beaten. I mean, look yep. at what happened with the Titans. Yep. So, absolutely. Yeah. Nick's asking, um, uh, what was the most pleasing aspect of the win on the weekend for us? Uh, for me, I would say that we we hung in there defensively. Um, we didn't let the game get out of reach. The resilience yep. there in the defence, yeah. I think the thing for me, uh, talking to a lot of the boys after the game, was the fact that they, uh, regardless what was going to happen out on the field, they just wanted to do it for Roger, mm. um, which just shows how in, in how high esteem he is held at the club, not but just by like by the fans, but by the guys that he plays with, yeah. the staff that are involved, um, everyone involved. Yeah. In club, uh, yeah. So, so for the boys to just want to do it for him they just wanted to make sure because uh, it's pro uh, apart from winning the comp at the end of the year it's probably the only milestone game roger's going to have now until he stops playing for the warriors so they wanted to make sure mm. that when he looks back on his time at the warriors he remembers that 100 games and that they did it for him he um, actually may have his 200th game towards the end of the year because i think oh, he's, okay, yeah, he's yeah, one we'll i think he's 184 now yep. so he'll probably get his 200th as well yeah which will be great uh, did it occur to you guys at the time that the completion rate was running at 100%? Yes, it did. Um, we They kept putting it up. So on the actual live scoreboard of the game, they, they kept putting all the stats of the game. So we we're actually seeing that. But the NRL took the 100 away from us. It's uh, 98 because we didn't regard... Uh, when the Dragons kicked that short uh, dropout and regathered, they classed that as an incomplete set for the Warriors. So... Um, yeah, the stats will always. To show. be honest, I hadn't, I hadn't even really noticed. <laughs> but yeah, no, obviously a great statistic there. To, to yeah. Have. So yeah, we I got love how boys put their hands up collectively. Everyone did their job. Yeah, they sure did. What was yeah. the um? You guys had a uh, watch party at pitch pitch on party the weekend. Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, the pitch party's coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Right. Smart, but was uh, everyone had a 
I saw there was a few of you all together on the weekend, TK, uh, in New Zealand watching watching the game together, which was uh, great to mm. see all the fans getting together there in um, in Auckland. And Warren's joined us. Evening, bud. How are you? G'day, Warren. Warren um, yeah, uh, so we'll go into the round seven preview, mate. Um, is, there, is there a tougher assignment in an NRL season than going to Amy Park to play the Storm? No. Mm. No, there's not. Um, yeah, Melbourne at Melbourne, uh, the Anzac game, um, I, I've said many times before, I've actually been to an Anzac game. One of the best experiences I've had. Uh, Melbourne put it on a, a show uh, to rival, if not better, than the Dragons Roosters one. Mm. And, and mainly because it's at night. Um, so you get the spectacle of, um, you know, the, the darkness of the arena, the spotlights on the, mm. you know, the um, bugler playing the last yeah. post. You get They do... Um, like a, a, a Maori dancers and singers on, yep. the, on the thing. They do um, indigenous stuff. Um, so it's a really, really great environment. Um, the other thing Melbourne do really well is on the stadium roof. Yeah, um, that, that's awesome, isn't it? They do the players' uh, profiles as yes. they go around, um, which is really, really – it looks amazing. Um, but great stadium as well. Great place to watch is. footy at Amy Park. Yeah, yeah it is. Um so we'll go through the team list that uh, Coach Brown has picked for this week. We've got um, RTS at fullback, of course, and captain. Uh, Fusatua back from injury. Um, That's a surprise for me. I thought he was out for about four weeks, they said. Yeah, so do I. Mm. Um, so Fuss back. Ken named on the wing, but they're watching a uh, quad or a glute injury that Ken picked up uh, in the game, so we'll have to monitor him. Um, mm. Marcelo Montoya in the centres. Jack Murchie's been named in the centres, uh, and I'll talk about Jack in a minute. Uh, Cody Nicarima and Sean O'Sullivan, the halves. Uh, JTB and uh, Kane Evans starting front rowers. Wade Egan, hooker. Josh Curran holds his spot in the second row. Ben Murdoch, Mozilla so. starts. Yep. And mm. Torhu on the, at lock. Um, the interchange bench named is Tavanga, uh, Foa, Lisa Nalmao, Bailey Sirenen. And then the extended bench is Rocco Berry, Tom Arle, Reese Walsh, Taniela Otokolo. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, outside backs, we're getting very short in stocks. And to see that we've named two on the extended bench does get you thinking Yep. whether one of those guys will, will come into the starting side or even onto the bench to play there. I mean, forward pack, very good, same as last week. Uh yeah, that that that's the biggest question for me is what happens what happens in the backs. Do do we do we blood Reese Walsh? Do we give him a game? I mean, what, I, I, I there's probably no better time than to put him out there and uh, give him a game against the best in the best in the business. Um, I would. Hmm. I'm just trying to find this uh, information I got regarding Jack Murchie. Jack Jack Murchie came through. The junior system in Canberra as a centre. Mm. Um, it wasn't until he got into grade that they shifted him to uh, the back row. Um, and I think uh, from Peter Latour Senior was uh, put a thing up the other day um, where I think Merch played Australian schoolboys in the centres. So centres, okay. Yeah, so I, I don't think the the positions uh, all that foreign to him. Um, as people are saying on here. 
I think it is um, his defence is what's going to be important. I think they'll have him marking up on Justin Ollum, who is just a powerhouse. Yeah, powerhouse ball <laughs> yeah, of muscle. Sure is, yeah, yeah. That that's that's what I was that's what I was thinking. Like when when the team is named, Billy Robinson's jumped on saying, <laughs> oh, "The easiest, the easiest on the eye hosts in the world of footy podcasts are back oh, on there." Billy, oh, stop, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> um yeah no the the thing that the thing that uh sort of had concerned me about Murchie was like the mobility and the lateral movement and that kind of thing i mean isn't he plays as an edge back rower so yeah that 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 was the that was the biggest question i had about the team yeah outside of fuss yeah name and someone, someone had just commented there. Sorry, I missed who that was saying. Maybe he just got dropped last week. I reckon Fuss was dropped, but they announced he was injured for two to four weeks and all of a sudden he's playing. Uh, that was Fabian. It's, it's, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that, but it is it is because oh, No, no. Uh, he, no, because I was at the Manly game and he did come off injured mm. uh, and it was a hamstring strain. Um, so hopefully there's not a repeat of I, that because I know that hammies can be a bit, bit like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know where I sit at Central Coast Stadium, mate. I'm pretty... Mm. Pretty uh, privy to what's going on at the yeah. bench. We're, we're pretty much get any closer road. to the bench. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I was any closer, I'd be sitting on the bench. So, um, yeah. oh, Jace Fitz is on. G'day, Jace. How are you, bro? Hey, Jace. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that um, yeah, it's it's all legit. Um, he may have recovered. He may have just been named based on the fact that you know we've lost Hiku, Pompey, and Turner all unavailable mm. due to injuries. And rather than naming uh, Rocco Berry or Reese Walsh in the run-on side at this stage, it kind of keeps Melbourne guessing. That's that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's why I was sort of hesitating about the team. I'm like, will they do a last-minute change? So maybe they shuffle Merch back to the bench and bring in yeah Berry or Walsh in there and do a bit of a backline reshuffle. Jace, um, while you're on, can you tell us um, a little bit about Taniella Otokolo? Because we we don't know a lot about him. Is he is he a forward? Is he a back? Um, it's a bit of a mystery, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. So just just wondering what because uh, there's no picture of him on the um, on the site either. So it's just like a a player ready to be unlocked in a in a game that dark silhouette. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm very happy. I'm very happy for Josh Curran. Uh, played yes. himself back into. Uh, into a really, really um, like played himself back into that that run on side. Uh, thoroughly deserved. Played the full eighty last week, um, so it, it's good to have forwards like him, Torhu, um, who can go that eighty minutes. Um, need our forwards to dominate their forwards and our backs to shut their backs down and for eighty minutes. Um, it's a lot of shutting down that needs to go on, I think. Uh, all across the park. Millie, are you a Canberra Raiders supporter? Because um, she's asking, Paramatus looks second rate on the weekend. They were scary. Are they the real deal come the finals? Um, yeah, at the minute they are. They're... If they play like that, they are. Yeah. Um, that's been a bit of a criticism of them of recent times is they seem to be like the, a um, fourth, fifth place team that's not really a, a, a real contender. But they, they, played, they played bloody good. On, yeah, there's uh, a, there's an old know. saying, you, you don't win premierships in April or May. But you yep. can certainly lose them there. Mm. Uh, and Parramatta are doing everything in right at this mm. end of the season to put themselves in that argument uh, at the end of the year and be thereabouts, I guess. 
Um, yeah, Canberra, if you are a Canberra supporter, Canberra were a bit disappointing, but I'm sure they'll bounce back. They've got some quality players at Canberra. Oh, yeah. Uh, they'll be there with their top four side, definitely, Canberra. Yeah. Um, yeah, Malcolm said no Paps. Yep, Papanow's an out for the Storm. It's a big out, absolutely. Uh, it is a big out, but Nico Hines is, you know, I mean... He's a solid in, player as well. He's a solid player as well, so... Uh, I am. I found you guys after your comeback against us. That's right. I remember now. Yes. That's I do right, remember yeah. that. Yes. Um, do you guys think we would have selected Rocco or Walsh this week if we we're playing a bottom eight team? Because it's Melbourne. We don't want to bring in debutants. I don't know if it's um, the fact that they don't want to bring in debutants. They probably just don't want to name them. It keeps Melbourne guessing a little bit. So Yeah. Not so much pressure on them during the week and not so yeah. much focus on the young fellas, especially Reese Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Rocco Berry hasn't hasn't uh, played first grade yet either. So it's it's interesting to hear mm. Gus talking uh, on Channel Nine uh, the other night. Yes. And they asked him. They're talking about Roger and Reese Walsh, and they're saying the the um, the character of Roger was he went up to Nathan Brown after a couple of training sessions with Reese Walsh and basically said to Nathan Brown, look, if you want to play me in a different position, I'll happily play a different position. So how about that? Reese can play fullback. <laughs> so, I mean, that's some great endorsement from Roger. Um, and I mean, you, you can't see it happening, but, no. but just to suggest that to say, look, and, and obviously thinking of the club as well. Yeah. And the future of the club. I think, I think Reese will get his, 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 uh, his opportunity in the coming weeks. Uh, if it's not this week, uh, and I, I, I think he will, but if he doesn't, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he'll bring it, be in that 17 come the Cowboys game. The Cowboys game, yeah. The week after. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so... Uh, he's a hooker, great kid, tough as nuts, highly skilled, 18 years. Oh, okay. He's a hooker. He's a hooker, interesting. All right, awesome. Where did, um, where did the club get him from, mate? Can you tell us? Um, Isaiah plays a hell of a lot better for less coin. Pity we didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, yeah. Yeah, what are they saying? He took a he took a massive pay cut to go to the Eels. So I mean, maybe that says there weren't too many takers for his well, services. Weren't. Yeah, yeah. There weren't. Um, so uh, so there's three uh, boys there now because uh, Nate Roach is there and um, Hayes has just been released to go there. Mm. So. Bit of a ex Warriors club there. Yeah. Um, so, mate, what, what, where do you think the game will be won or lost this weekend? What, what are the New Zealand? I don't know. Sorry. Oh, okay. I didn't know whether they picked him up here or back home. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all good. Yeah. Um, look, the defensive effort is going to have to be reproduced this week. Definitely. If, if there's one thing you, we're going to need to do is just shut shut down those. The, the Melbourne Storm are dangerous all over the park. Yep. Um, we need to keep them quiet, reproduce that defensive effort, and the, the completion rate's going to have to be up there again. Yeah, we can't afford to give away cheap ball. Um, not not to Melbourne. We've got to, every every bit of ball we get, we've got to hold on to. We've got to work our sets, um, you know, kick the corners. Mm. That'll be important. The um, kicking Jennings, game. The kicking yeah, Jennings, game again. Jennings has shown he can be rattled under the high ball, so uh, he'd yep. be the one that I'd be targeting. Um Still love you, George. Yeah, we love you, George, but um, you're wearing <laughs> But a, not this weekend. <laughs> yeah, not this weekend. Um, you know, keep the ball away from um, guys like Addo Carr, 
Uh, we want to limit the time and space that Munster and Hughes yes. get. And That's a big one and wrap them up because they're strong and play off that second phase. Yeah. I think the big the big danger is Harry Grant. Harry Grant. Yeah. Um, he, he was he was on fire last week. Yep. And um, continued on his good form from last year. Yeah. We've got to win that ruck as well. Yep, we do. We have to win play the, the balls. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I never tip against the Warriors, so I'm not going to now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna back us on the back of some, the, the same defensive efforts that we had last week and, and uh, our ball security. And I think it's going to be a tight one, uh, but I think we'll get it by about either there'll be two or four points in it. That's my prediction. Let's just hope we're not hanging on to a four-point lead for that last 10 minutes, eh? Oh, <laughs> I'll have no hair left. Uh, I'm, I'm going to okay. I'm gonna say it's going to be an absolute tight game, and I think we're going to get that elusive clutch field goal that we've been craving for so long. Cody, Cody or Sean O'Sullivan will step up and slot one. I, I think we might get there by one. Malcolm says, no faith in the Warriors by the bookie. $7 last I saw. You know what, though? The, the Storm haven't been as clinical as they have in previous seasons. Um, they've been pressured in a couple of games. Uh, so I, I, I honestly believe that we've got the team to beat them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's 17 on 17. Then there's nothing special about them. And it all comes down to the attitude and the effort on effort plays that we can put in on the weekend um, to get the win. That's and, it, 100%. We turn up ready to play. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, round round seven previews, mate. Uh, Thursday night, we've got the Panthers versus the Knights. Um, for the Panthers, Momorowski suspended. Um, I expect Dylan Edwards, who was named on the extended bench, to come back into fullback and Crichton will push back into the centres. Um, Knights have got no changes. Penrith are just humming along nicely. I, I think Penrith 13+. plus. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Penrith are going to be way too strong. I mean, I looked at their... It was a stat that was put up. They've only lost one game since round six last year. Yeah. And we all know what that one game was. But but still, like, that's that's unbelievable. And yeah. they are just just playing yeah. with confidence. It's just playing with confidence. Bottom. We wouldn't have yeah, been the beat yeah. yeah, yeah, we should have beaten them. Eh? <laughs> oh, well, next up, we've got... Titans and the oh sorry first sorry first up on Friday in the six yep. o'clock game we've got the Titans versus the Rabbitohs so big Tino's out suspended for the Titans which is a big loss there and a equally big loss for the Rabbitohs is obviously the trail out as we discussed before yep. Josh Mansour's out injured so Masters and Paulo Jackson Paulo were names there yep um it's a bit of a funny one isn't it because the Titans were so impressive against the Knights two weeks ago, and then we're just the complete opposite of that last week. The Rabbitohs are another team that's playing well. They were rattled last week against the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Against the Tigers. So I'm actually, I, I think I think the Rabbitohs will get home in this one, but I'm going to go Rabbitohs in a close one. So Rabbitohs by, I'm going to say four. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it'll be a very close game. I've got Rabbitohs one to 12. Um, Brad Lovejoy saying, looking forward to seeing a Warriors live. Um, haven't been at a Warriors game since, since Knights game in Newcastle 2019. Uh, what what go, are you going to the game this weekend, Brad? In Melbourne, or are you are you talking about another game that you're going to be going to uh, in the coming weeks? 
Um, the next game on Friday night, Eels versus the Broncos. Um, Eels, no changes um, at this stage. Um, why did we let him go? Isaiah Papi Lee, he holds his spot in the starting 17. Yes. Oh, good. Awesome. Um, Broncos, uh, Farnsworth back into the centres. Uh, I just think the Eels are going to be too strong. Uh, but uh, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I, I'm going to tip the Eels 1-12. to 12. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the Eels by eight, they, they were very good last week. Broncos much improved and you have to expect that they're going to you know, have a sort of want to go out and sort of replicate that um, form, form improvement. Jay Harris is saying Warriors by eight, Cody two tries. In a clinic. In a I'll clinic. take that. <laughs> Lock it in, Jay. <laughs> um Saturday, three o'clock game. We've got Sharks versus. Oh, no, five thirty game. There's only two games ah, on Saturday. Of course, right? yep. Yeah, that's right. Because we're we're the Sunday night game, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, five thirty game. Sorry, uh, Sharks versus Bulldogs. So we got Josh Dugan back for the Sharks for how long? Yep. Um, Sean Johnson, uh, our old mate, named on the bench. I wonder if he'll move into the starting side. Whether I'll play him, just give him a bit of a run off the bench. That'll be interesting to see. Yep. Um, Bulldogs, obviously, uh, Mad Dog Jack Hetherington, Jack the Ripper, as we as we used to call him, wasn't it? Yep. Jack the Ripper suspended. Uh, you'd have to think Sharks are going to win this one quite comfortably. Sharks, yeah, Sharks 13 plus for me. Yeah, I've got the Sharks 13 plus. Interesting stat. Uh, it's the first time Sean Johnson's ever been named on the bench. In a, in a yeah, team. right. I, I, I was thinking that. So I can't. I don't think he ever played off the bench for us. I think they'll ease him. I, I really think they'll they'll ease him yeah. in the game. Um, yeah. You know, just see how he comes back. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the the second game on Saturday is the Cowboys versus the Raiders. Cowboys, no changes. Um, Raiders, Sticky has swung the axe. Has he? Has he? Uh, yeah, Tarpane and Soliola both dropped out of the um, game day 17. Uh, Josh Papali'i dropped to the bench. Um, Seb Chris comes in on the wing for the injured Bailey Simonson. Uh, I think the Raiders will bounce back and bounce back big. And I'm tipping them uh, to win by at least 13 plus. Yeah, it's hard not to see a big Raiders win here. I mean, even if uh, Toddy Payton's men are getting a bit bored with winning, I think they'll they'll have their hands full with the Raiders. Yeah, hard not to see a big win there. Yeah. On Sunday, first game, Tigers versus Sea Eagles. This will be an interesting matchup. Cheekam named for the centres in the centres for the Tigers. So no changes to the Manly team that tore up the Titans that they're a mudgy. Um, yeah, it's hard to know where to go with this one, what to read into it. Obviously, Tigers much improved performance and Manly, after we played them back into form, have just, just gone up another notch with Tommy Turbo back in their side. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to go Manly here, I think. Manly, Manly by 10. I'm going to go um, Tigers 1-12. to 12. Uh, I think this is a game that Luke Brooks needs to stand up. Yeah, well, he has to, and, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's got to stand up. Now that they've signed Jackson Hastings, he's he's playing for his his survival at the Tigers. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I just think... I, I don't know if Manly can reproduce what they did last mm. week uh, in Mudgee. But, Gr- I mean, granted, they have been terrible prior to yeah. that. So We'll see. Yeah, um, we will. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the Roosters versus Dragons in that uh, traditional Anzac Day game. 
no changes to either team that was named last week. Uh, I'm glad that this game is getting played at the SCG. Mm. Um, more so just for the nostalgia of it all. Nostalgia, um, yeah, the history. Know, SCG and what have you. Um, I'm going to go uh, a little bit different here. I'm going to pick the Dragons in this one. Uh, 1 to 12. I, I just... I, I just, yeah, I, I just think they're going to work the Roosters around a little bit. Um, the Dragons have the forward pack to put some pressure on Sam Walker and maybe take him out yeah. of the game or, or okay. pressure him out of the game. Uh, it's a big occasion, the, the Anzac game. It, it gets very emotional. It gets very, um, uh, yeah, it, it can be very overwhelming for those young players. Uh, and I just think Dragons will have uh, firmer heads on their shoulders. Um, I think Maguire's a big in for them. I think McCulloch's a big in for them. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'm picking the Dragons. Yeah, I, agree. I do think it'll be a fairly close game, although I think the Roosters will just have a little bit too much class for mine, so I'm going to go Roosters 1-12. to 12. Right. Then, obviously, the game that we'd been discussing, our game against the Storm at Amy Park. It's the 6.15 kickoff there. Um, we've discussed the changes to Warriors side. Pappenhausen out for Melbourne. I'm going Warriors, as we said. Warriors by one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Warriors 1-12. to 12. Um, I have faith in the boys, faith in the club. Uh, it, it'll be... Um, yeah, I think Sam Walker bubble will burst. Yeah, I, th- I think so too, bro. Well, he's, um, going to have a, he's going to have to have a, a down game at some point. Yeah, well, you know what? To be quite honest, the last couple of games he hasn't been that effective. He's just he's 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 had time. Yeah, well, he had no time against the Melbourne Storm, and you saw he he was mm. he was pretty much non-existent in that game. And who was the game that they played the week before? Um, the Sharks. So the Sharks, the Sharks. They, they they sort of cramped him in the first half, but then it's but then that sort of died off in the second half and yeah. he had more room to move and that's when he sort of came into his own there. And he, But he really only came into his own for 10, 15 minutes of that game in the back end of the game. So, mm. you know, I mean, I, that's what I mean. If the Tiger, if the if the um, Dragons can put pressure on him, uh, I think the Dragons get away with that game. And yeah, mm. um, same thing. We put pressure on on Melbourne's spine. Uh, we, get a, we come away with a win. Mm. Simple as that. Um, we touched on before Hayes Perrin released to Parramatta effective immediately. So um, I was speaking to Cam George on Sunday and I, I asked if Reese Walsh was in the contract of 30 or development. He's in the contract of 30, which put us up to 30 players. The re- release of Hayes Perham now puts us back down to 29 players. Um, Hayes obviously got um, an offer from Parramatta and, uh, you know, he asked the club for release and the, the club granted him that release at, it seems that although he played, you know, a handful of games for us at the back end of last year, uh, it just seems like he wasn't in uh, Nathan Brown's plans. Um, yeah, you know, like each coach to their own. Mm. Yeah. So um, rather than waste away and and not get any opportunities in first grade, um, you know, I'm, I wish him all the best, and I hope he goes over to Parramatta and forces his way into that first grade side, and um, you know, has a. Uh, a, a resurgence in his career, similar to what um, Ice has had uh, under Brad Arthur. So, yeah, absolutely. Go yeah. there, tear up. Just don't play well against us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, why can't we have an Anzac game in New Zealand, <laughs> bro? I've got no idea. Melbourne um, Storm apparently have a mortgage on that. We did have one 
about 2015, I think we played Titans. Yeah, we played Titans. They they did that thing where they played like the maximum amount of games. We, we ours was like a 12 o'clock kickoff over here, which meant two o'clock New Zealand. But I think they played like four or five games on Anzac yeah. Day that year because it was a centenary, wasn't it? That was that that mm. ugly jersey too that had like the green, oh, the stained glass yeah. window one. Yeah, yeah. One. yeah, never liked that one at all. No. Um, uh, pitch party, Sunday second of May. Uh, Malcolm Earnshaw says, I thought there was supposed to be a swap with Broncos for Walsh. There was, um, mm. and the Broncos were looking at Paul Turner, but uh, Reese Walsh was a development player at the Broncos, So for and Paul Turner was a top 30 player at us. So if Turner goes to the Broncos, he's got to A, take a pay cut and become a development player, and he wasn't prepared to do that. So he dug in his heels and said, yeah, no. Um, worked out good for him. He got two games. Uh, unfortunately, he's got injured. But mm. um, yeah, so at this stage, there has been no swap with the Broncos. Um, I don't know what's going on there, though, because we do have a couple of guys in camp with the Warriors that are on train and trial and development contracts. So there mm. could be something coming up soon. Um, the reason the Broncos didn't want to take Paul Turner as a 30 uh, in their 30 man squad is they're at 29 now. And um, Kevy's hoping to get his son up there at some stage this year. So they're leaving that one spot open for Billy Walters mm. from the Tigers. So <clears throat> that's my news um, on that. Uh, yeah, the Mount Smart's pitch party. Um, Sunday, the 2nd of May. Uh, tickets are available. If you head to our page and look for the pitch party um, note or our Instagram, you'll, you'll see the, uh, you can, there's a link you can click onto. Um, to buy the tickets. I think it's Mosh Ticks in New Zealand uh, that are selling those. Um, so that's for not this weekend's game, but the following Sunday game uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, and the pitch party's happening at Mount Smart. So all our New Zealand Warriors fans, uh, get their, get your tickets. Mm. Um, go and sit on the pitch, make a day of it, and watch the, the yeah. boys play the Cowboys. Next best thing, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just tickets for upcoming bays. So we've got... Um, the home game at Central Coast, round eight. Uh, tickets available from Ticket Tech with the code VWMember2021. Uh, buy your tickets in bays six, seven, and eight. Uh, and that's the same for the round 11 game versus the Tigers. Um, we play Manly round nine at Lotto Land. Tickets haven't been released for that game yet. Uh, but once they are, we'll put a post up. And then, of course, round 10 is Magic Round. So, um, can't look, can't wait for that one. That's going to be a great one, isn't it? Um, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that will. Are oh, you flying home next Wednesday? So send pics from that game. Oh, awesome! So you'll be at the pitch party. That'll be good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and also, too, just remember uh, Warriors twenty twenty one posters. The the posters. Um, we've got a box full of those that we're taking to games and handing out. So if you're at Central Coast Stadium uh, for round eight. Uh, come and see me. I'll have posters there. And um, yeah, any, sure. any Queensland-based fans, uh, come and see us at Magic Round. We're yep. both going to be there for Magic Round. So make sure you come and see us. Just flick us a message if you're there and we'll come and meet up with you, give you a poster. Uh, but that goes, that's the same for any other Queensland game. So the match against the Broncos and the Titans as well, if you do happen to miss out on Magic Round, where, come where and the, see us. We're the first game on the Sunday at Magic yeah. Um, so maybe, I, don't, I mean, I'm not familiar with Brisbane. Maybe apart from the Caxton Hotel, is there a, a pub that's close to the ground that 
maybe all Warriors supporters can meet at. And we yeah, can... yeah, we'll try and sort something out there. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's a few good venues there on Caxton Street as well. So yep. we'll get something happening. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, just remember, the, you've got the um, Aussie Fan Pass as well, $35 um, to become a member of the club. Uh, no better way than to show your support than, you know, put a little bit of money back into the club. They mm. they are struggling. You know, we're not getting the, the home memberships. We don't have the corporate partners and um, game day uh, stuff at uh, Mount Smart St- Stadium for the club to earn their revenue. That's right. Um, so, you know, they're, they're really only form of... Um, of uh, Money is the fan pass, um, $35, gets you, you know, the club email every week, early access tickets, 10% off on all merchandise. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, for 35 bucks, it's not too much to ask to show you support for the club. That's it. Get behind the boys, yep. supporting them. And, yep. and um, our platforms, you can, you know, again, at the beginning of the show, we thanked everyone. We've kicked over... Uh, a thousand plus uh, likes on Facebook now. We've got 1,100 plus followers on the Facebook page. It's outstanding. Uh, Big thanks again to everyone who's gotten yep. behind us, especially thanks to you, to all our faithful that are always here watching every show. We really appreciate that and all the input and um, joining in the conversation. You know, you miss the live show, you can always catch up on the Facebook or on YouTube when we load them up on YouTube. Yep, plenty um, of stuff coming on YouTube as well. Yep. Yep. Or you've got um, our podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Google Cast, uh, where you can f- get all our shows uh, in the podcast version. Um, listen to them on your way to work, on your way home from work, or doing the housework around the house or whatever. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, we just want to thank everyone um, for their continued support. Uh, you know, we enjoy what we're doing, and we're, we're glad that you guys are enjoying the, the content. Uh, just remember, a big plug... Next week, we've got um, Warriors legend Michael Luck coming in for a chat on the Tuesday night. So that'll be a, a good one to have. Yeah, looking forward to that. Lucky yep. is is a much-loved uh, member of the Warriors. Absolutely. Through, through our, some of our golden years. So it'll be great to hear some of his stories and the toughest toughest men to ever put on the Warriors jersey as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we got got yep. um, Chanel Harris-Tavita coming on on the 25th of May. Uh, for a chat mm. as well. Um, so, you know, as so we stay get... tuned. You can always keep updated yep. um, through Facebook and all the other platforms too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that's about it for our episode 11, yep. 12. 12. Episode Flying 12. boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you everyone once again. Um, yeah, cheers, guys. Yeah. Make sure you uh, get behind the boys on the weekend. Uh, I had to f- sign up as a manly supported by round nine tickets a few months ago. Receive my manly hat today. What do I do with it? Burn it. <laughs> Any, Burn anything, it. anything other than wear it. <laughs> it's weird like that though too. Cause I remember I used to buy, like I, I still get emails from Canberra. I get emails from the Tigers. I get, emails I get them from, from the Dragon. Titans. Yeah, yeah. I still get Titans. I'm like, I never signed up for this. Nah, it's, it's on their, <laughs> you're on their mailing list. Once yeah. you get tickets for their, at their venue. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pain in the ass. Mm. Anyway, get out to Melbourne if you can. If you if you're there, it'd be great to have have a few more voices in the crowd. Definitely, uh, Richie Richie from Warrior Nation. Yeah, Warrior Nation will be there. Um, mm. Jump on the Warrior Nation page, and uh, he'll give you directions on where to meet up with him. Uh, he should have some posters to give away too, so that'll be good. Go down there and see a famous win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks everyone. Um, have a wonderful thanks, weekend, and. Um, 
I'll, we'll speak to you next week. I'll see you next week, bud. That's it. See you guys. And go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Cheers.